0: So if you're anything like me, you've asked yourself many times over the last several weeks, so who is this Carter Hawkins fellow? Locked on Cubs introduces you to the new Cubs general manager now. You are locked on Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day. Good morning to you and a happy Wednesday. Welcome in to Locked on Cubs. I'm your host, Andrew Bellison at Chicago Cubs PA on Twitter and the show's Twitter handle at Locked on Cubs. I want to thank you for taking the time each and every a.m. To make Locked On Cubs your first listen, we're free and available wherever you find and download your favorite podcast. So please find us today, subscribe if you haven't already, and download us if you like the show. We cannot thank you enough for each and every view Locked On Cubs has gotten. We're just getting rolling. I'm having a blast hosting the show. It's been only a few weeks. Loving every minute of it. We have a awesome program for you today. We're going to continue our look at the long list of players who have done both Cubs and Cardinals uni. Some of these players you probably didn't even realize, as uh, I'm guilty of that for sure. We're also going to start our countdown of the best player to wear each uniform number for the Cubs. Spoiler here, the first player on the list hasn't even put on the uniform yet. Before we get to that, though, we must say, after, oh, about a couple months on the job, an official hello to Carter Hawkins. He is the new general manager of your Chicago Cubs. You know, listen, if you're anything like me, you feel better when you know and trust the pilot who's controlling the airplane, so to speak, right? I mean, is this this stupid fan talk? I don't think it is. I really don't. Um, Theo and Jed, when they were here, and they were here for a long time, and in baseball years, it was a really, really long time, but they became household names. We knew their history. We trusted them. We were comfortable with what they were doing, piloting the Cub ship. So when the Cubs hired Carter Hawkins in October, Jed was no longer flying solo, and he welcomed someone into his regime that was going to essentially take the reins. The positions had reslotted. Theo, Adios, Jed, New Prez, Carter Hawkins. After much of last season, Jed was the one in the GM role as well. Well, now that's different. So here's the rundown of the new boss. First and foremost, Carter Hawkins just 37 years young. Love that. Good young influence on the baseball side of things for the Cubs. 16th general manager in franchise history. Undoubtedly gigantic shoes to fill as the Cubs shuffle away from the Theo and Jed regime and and what was kind of left from from them even though Jed's still here. Comes from Cleveland, does Carter Hawkins was an assistant general manager there, including during the 2016 World Series season. So he's very familiar with the Cubs and that rivalry from that World Series, even though they play in different leagues. Strongly reiterated, did Carter through his opening press conference back in October, the need to develop players. And I can't think that this isn't a subtle jab at Theo, who's left town, from Carter slash from Jed. Uh, I like the playfulness, but it's a serious topic, and he hits it right on the money. Um, Listen, we have preached to no end about the Cubs' inability to raise a homegrown arm for many, many, many years. It was probably one of the biggest knocks on Theo, the fact that they did not essentially draft and work with a pitcher that made an impactful change at the major league level. It's a huge knock. So if this wa- if this was indeed, in fact, a little jab to the Theo Jed regime from Carter Hawkins, I love it. I'm all in because developing talent – And this was kind of the theme of his opener back in October. I know we're late to the party and getting to this, but I'm new to the show. And I don't know how many of you know Carter Hawkins or know about him as I wasn't super familiar with him either. The need to develop homegrown pitching. So key and one of the biggest knocks on the former regime. So he addressed that right away and continued to hit that point home. I love that. This is kind of cool, too kind of, you know, all the stars have aligned kind of thing. When some things are meant to be, they're just meant to be. Carter and his wife are expecting their third child after already having twins. You know what one of his twins' names is? Ivy. Do you believe that? I mean, seriously, almost meant to be. Carter Hawkins went on in his intro press conference and discussed the need to further develop talent, namely the pitching, as I mentioned, by saying, and I quote, the secret to developing pitchers is that there is no secret. What Cleveland was real, was able to do really, really well was to take all the information that's available out there and synthesize that into digestible information that the player could be on board with the staff could be on board with. It's so easy to skip steps. It's so easy to take the path of least resistance. So true. I mean, that's true in life. Is it not? Where's, where's the cop out? Where's the easy way out getting Front office coaches and players on the same page with the plethora of knowledge that is available today. It's almost too much is an, is not an easy thing to do and to decipher the information from the nerds, as, as the Cubs call it, through the coaching staff and passing that along to the players in terms that they can and want to relate to is sometimes easier said than done. Carter Hawkins really pushed all the right buttons, in my opinion, in his opening press conference with statements like this, somewhat vanilla, but potent as well. And it kind of sets a tone for what he wants to accomplish. Here's what he said. There are hundreds and hundreds of people who are working every single day, 364 days out of the year, to bring those moments back to Chicago over and over again, meaning the World Series. I cannot wait to roll up my sleeves and be part of the process. He's 37 years old. He's young. He wants to dig in. He finally now has his own club. I mean, this is his baby now, and there's a lot left to be done. Like I said, big shoes to fill, but much work to be done given how things are normally left when there's a front office transition, even though half of that front office leadership is still here in Jed Hoyer. Cool part about Carter Hawkins, he clearly understands how the pitching game uh, works. He was a catcher at Vanderbilt, actually. Actually played with David Price while there. Said he had aspirations of playing big league ball, of course, until he met David Price. And the quote was, When Carter Hawkins was a catcher at Vanderbilt, he still had dreams of playing baseball professionally. And Carter said, until David Price walked through the doors and made it pretty clear to me that one of the things doesn't look like the other. Hey, preach, Carter. That's happened to all of us. Just happened to you a little bit later than some others. In terms of long-term plan and growth. Um, The strategy there, even though the market is much different here in Chicago than it was in Cleveland in terms of size and dollar amounts available, et cetera, et cetera. Carter Hawkins said this, and this was an interesting point to me. With Cleveland, we were forced to be disciplined in our processes. I think that's something that's applicable to any size market. Obviously, your range of options when you have more resources, a little bit wider. But the ability to deliberate in those decisions and building up great processes in those des- decisions should be just as good. So same principle, maybe applied a little bit differently. And clearly acknowledging that, yes, the Chicago Cubs have much deeper pockets than does the Cleveland Guardian baseball team. And we've seen that already. Carter's been active. They went out on the market and made a few moves before the lockout. So don't expect that to end post-lockout. I love the approach that he shows. Listen, the approach is the same, although we might tweak it a little bit because we got a, a few more bucks here in Chicago. He's already been begun revamping the baseball side of things. He dug in right away, has made a splash in the market, like I said, pre-lockout and also made some changes on the baseball side in terms of scouting and whatnot and starting to revamp that department uh, to kind of tweak it to the way he wants it to come. All in all, you might have watched his press conferences in October. You might be more familiar with him than I was. Good things to come. Cubs fans, we are in good hands, and I wanted to introduce you to Carter Hawkins, the 16th general manager. In Chicago Cubs history, we are going to take a look at the best player to wear each number for the Cubs in their entire team history when locked on Cubs rolls on after this you've heard me talk plenty about it the built bar it's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or better but seriously it really does you need to try it it's low in calories low in sugar net carbs low in fat super high in protein the flavor offerings that they have are phenomenal raspberry mint brownie cherry peanut butter brownie cookies and cream which one are you going for? Built Bar gives you that extra fuel that you need every day just to bust down the mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers this time of year. Or if you're standing in the endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something that keeps you going. You're friends with Santa? Well, have them throw a few in your stocking. Great stocking stuffer this holiday season. If you are guilty of liking some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays like so many of us are, you need to get your hands on the Built Bar Puffs. They're light, they're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Taste so good, you won't believe. They're filled with protein. Check it out today. Built Bar. Go to built.com. B U I L T.com. Use promo code Locked fifteen and you'll get fifteen percent off your order. That's Locked fifteen at Built dot com for fifteen percent off your order. Locked on Cubs continues next. Good morning, once again, everybody. We return to Locked on Cubs. I'm your host Andrew Bellison at Chicago Cubs PA on Twitter. Show's Twitter handle at Locked On Cubs. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network and very proud to be. Want to thank you again for making Locked On Cubs your first listen each and every morning. I know I'm here in the studio. I don't know where you are. Maybe you're on your way to work. Maybe you're on your way to school, uh, on the train, in the car. At home. Hopefully you're off this week for the holidays. Regardless, thank you for tuning us, tuning in to us and turning us on. We're free and available on all platforms wherever you download your favorite cast and on YouTube as well. I know you don't want to sit here and look at me, but you can if you want. Check us out, Locked On Cubs on YouTube. So the list of players to play for the Cubs is eons and eons of players long. What has been done on Cubs.com is they've taken the best player to wear each number throughout the history of the Chicago Cubs organization. We made some additions as well. This is kind of fun. It's going to be a, a several part thing. We're going to start our list at number zero, a number never worn by a Chicago Cub before until 2022. Marcus Stroman, number zero. That's all you need to know. He is the best number zero by default. He's the only number zero. But I think we're going to have good things coming from him. Like Len Casper told me after my first year doing public address at Wrigley Field. Well, I heard the good news from the league office. You're rookie of the year. You were the only rookie PA announcer last year. So it's by default. But congratulations, Len. Correct. We're going to give the same uh, distinction to Marcus Stroman. All right. Number one, the best number one to ever play for the Cubs. Jose Cardinal spent six years in the outfield in the 1970s and a childhood favorite, a big, big Cubs fan, Eddie Vedder. Number two, kind of an easy one here. How about Gabby Hartnett? Best catcher in Cubs history, played with the club from 22 to 1940, also a Hall of Famer. He also cheated our system here a little bit, wore number seven and number nine throughout his career as well. On to number three, Kai Kai Kyler. David Ross famously wore number three most recently. The Cubs skipper. David, we love you. Kyler, though, a Hall of Famer. On to number four, the best number four in Cubs history, Billy Herman. Hall of Famer. Doubles machine. Had 57 of them in 1935 in 11 seasons for the Cubs. This is going way back. The best number five to ever play for Chicago Cubs baseball Rig Stevenson owns the highest career batting average in franchise history, 336. Number six, Stan Hack, five-time All-Star of the 30s and 40s, hit 301 in 16 seasons, played his entire career with the Cubs. Who's the best number seven to wear a Cubs uniform? It's got to be Jody Davis, two-time All-Star in 84 and 86, NL Gold Glove Award winner in 86 as well. Gets the edge slightly over Rick Monday. We love them both. Number eight, I bet you guessed it. Andre Dawson is correct. Joined the Cubs in 87, the year I was born on a blank check, won an NL MVP award, two gold gloves, and made the all-star team five separate times. The Hawk, Andre Dawson. The best person player to wear number nine in Cubs history, Hank Sauer. Apologies, Randy Hundley, Javier Baez, love them both. But Sauer was an NL MVP back in 1952. How about number 10? This is easy. It's retired. Ron Sano, a legend on the field and in the radio booth. Five gold gloves and a Hall of Famer, finally. Number 11, his infield mate, Don Kessinger, beloved shortstop. Two-time gold glove winner the 60s and 70s Cubs the best to wear number 11 in Cubs history number 12 will keep it on the infield one of my favorites as a kid Sean Dunstan also Kyle Schwarber and Soriano wore number 12 great Cubs careers as well but Dunstan wore it for 12 years as a shortstop for the Cubs turning turning back the clock again for number 13 Claude Passeau he tested his luck with that number. Some would consider it a lucky number. Won 124 games in nine years with the Cubs from 1939 to 1947. And our final number of the day, number 14 for Mr. Cub Ernie Banks. Broke the team's color barrier. Two-time NL MVP in 58 and 59. Back to back from the shortstop position. Hall of Famer Mr. Cub forever. The best to wear number 14. This is fun. Got a long way to go. That's zero to 14. We'll pick it up again tomorrow with the greatest Cub to ever wear, uniform number 15. There have been more players than than I realized that have played for both the Cubs and the Cardinals and really had impactful careers for both. We'll We'll take a look at some more of them here shortly on locked on cubs bet online has you covered this holiday season with more props, better odds, more lines than ever before as football season rolls towards the playoffs. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the best sports action all season long. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of their amazing offer. What is it, you ask? Well, head to their mobile or desktop site today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. Just use the code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, code locked on to receive 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. It's the fastest, easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. So don't wait. Take advantage of all their amazing offers available today. Bet online where the game starts. Locked on Cubs. More after this. We welcome you back into Locked on Cubs. I'm your host, Andrew Bellison at Chicago Cubs PA at Locked on Cubs on Twitter. Please interact with us socially. Man, it's so fun to engage with with Cubs fans and talk baseball and what they should do and what they shouldn't do and what they did. And uh, It makes the show more fun. It makes my job more fun. So please engage with us on social media at Chicago Cubs PA. At lockdown cubs. We started this list yesterday. These are the greatest and best and most recognizable players to wear Cardinals and Cubs uniforms. Some of these guys, man, I wouldn't, I, I didn't even remember played for St. Louis. Some of them are easy, you know, the Bruce Suitors, the Lou Brock, Lee Smiths. Um, but there were more impactful players than I even realized that Don both Cubs and Cardinals jerseys at some point a lot of closers on the list yesterday let's continue that list here today how about jason mott remember him another closer he's the owner of the last pitch in the cardinals 2011 world series triumph uh he traded the birds on the bat for cubby blue as a free agent before 2015 the only season he would compete as a cub but he was a a big part of that bullpen in 2015 of that cubs team that finally turned the corner and then ended up taking the cardinals out of the playoffs in the uh, divisional series of 2015. This is one that you probably didn't remember. I'm just going to bet. If I'm wrong, you tell me, tweet at me. But Rick Sutcliffe was a Cardinal. I mean, this is a Cubs legend, one of my favorites, the association game pinpoint Sucklep with the Cubs as soon as his name is mentioned. I mean, 1,000%. Um, he etched himself into our hearts as soon as he landed here in 84, but he played a season in St. Louis in 1994 during the strike year. I, I totally forgot about that. How about John Lester? He's a new addition to this list, right? Really kind of a gut check to see Lester in, in Cardinals red, right? Uh, just a half season removed from being a Cub, but he got traded to the Cardinals by the Nationals last year at the deadline. He'll obviously go down as a uh, a legend with the Cubs and the Red Sox champion, uh, World Series champion with both, but did spend some time with the Cardinals. It was really big for them down the stretch last year as ma- they made their playoff push. This is a good one. I mean, this is a guy that I loved to hate when he was on St. Louis, and then he came to the north side, patrolled center field, and was just wonderful for the Cubs in 2008. That's Jim Edmonds. He only played 85 games after he was released by the Padres in the middle of that 2008 season. It does little to diminish uh, his place in Cards fans' hearts, now calling games for Valley Sports Midwest. But he was huge on that 08 team for Piniella that obviously advanced to the playoffs. How about Mordecai Brown going way back? Three Finger Brown was a legend. Uh, across 10 seasons for the Cubs. But did you know his first year in the league was with the Cardinals? I did not. Lon Warneke, paralleling uh, Lou Brock on the pitching side. Warneke owns the most appearances to have played for only these two franchises. Lou Brock played only Cardinals and Cubs. He captured the ERA title as a Cub in 32, finishing second in the MVP voting, which is crazy, and split his career uh, via 10 seasons with Chicago six with St. Louis. And how about the last name on the list for today, more tomorrow to come in terms of Cubs and Cardinals names that you might not have known played for both both organizations. Ernie Brolio might be the better known arm to have spent his entire career between these two franchises due in part to his place in the lopsided trade that said Brock to St. Louis, but he was a Cub and a Cardinal as well. Locked on Cubs rolls on tomorrow. It's the last episode of the week before the holiday. We continue our Cubs Cardinals list and our uniform countdown list and much, much, much more. For the final time, we thank you for making Lockdown Cubs your first listen of the day. And we ask that you make Locked On Bets your second listen. It's your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. So much good stuff tomorrow. Can't wait to see you then. Until then, be well. Have a great Wednesday. This is has been Locked On Cubs. I'm Andrew and We'll see you tomorrow.